Hello, welcome to the Word of Hope podcast. We believe it is the Word of God that changes and strengthens our lives in such a way that we are able to effectively fulfill our assignment and manifest heaven right here on earth. It is our goal to lead you to a place of confidence and hope as you help others progress and elevate. Thanks for tuning in. Now, let's prepare our hearts for today's message. philosopher by the name of Norman Vincent Peale. Um, this is what he said. Listen to what he said. He introduced a polarizing concept concerning the value and the potential of the mind. Watch what he said about the potential and the value of your mind. He says this, the mind is a shapeable force. It has the ability to emancipate or incarcerate. That's what the mind does. Amen. The mind has the ability to either lock you up or set you free. That's the mind. The next thing he said, he further says that every talent, every gifting, all potential within an individual is at the mercy of their mind. I don't care what you're capable of doing. If your mind does not agree with that potential, then that potential will not be released. Listen to me clearly. Members of Heavenly Hope, uh, citizens of the kingdom of God, church folk and all. Listen to me clearly. I don't care if God gave you the potential. It will not be released if your mind doesn't get in agreement with it. Amen, Bishop. Now, it's supposed, I know what we think, but God gave it to me. It's supposed to be able to just flow. God can't even make it flow out of you if your mind, oh, that's good right there. That's good right there, amen. So you mean to tell me that the enemy can cause potential in me to be stopped up in me by by allowing me to get hung up with strongholds in my thought life that it can't flow. It can't flow now. An entire kingdom on the inside of me. God didn't say that the kingdom of heaven was something that you visit. He says, no, the kingdom of heaven is not here nor there, but the kingdom of heaven is within. I walk around with a whole kingdom in me that I can't release because of stinking thinking. I can't release because of thought patterns that are disruptive, that are hindering the flow. Glory to God. I have potential to not only change my situation, but to change situations in the lives of everybody around me that can't flow because my mind won't let it. That's good right there. Amen. So therefore, if this is true, that the mind is a shapeable force and it has the ability to emancipate and incarcerate and that every potential, all ability, all giftings, all talents and all of that is at the mercy of your mind, then capturing our thought life or capturing our soul should become a priority in the church. We want to speak in tongues. We want to shout out. We want to do that. We want to fall out. We want to do all that. And that's fine. That's fine. All of that is a part of the walk, and I understand that. We want to do everything that pertains to a church service without doing nothing to our thinking. And we think that we're going to be effective. No, you'll be effective as a church member. But you will not be effective as a citizen and an ambassador of this kingdom, representing the kingdom of God when you leave church, if you don't do nothing with your mind. And the church said, Amen. Amen. Glory to God. So we begin to define strongholds, and we have four different definitions for strongholds. And we're not going to go into those definitions on the screen right now, but we'll get a chance to go into it. Uh, strongholds were, uh, number one, it was a safe place. Um, I believe that was the Strong's Exhaustive Concordia that, uh, Concordia that defined it as a straight place, to, uh, a safe place. 
The Greek word was okaruma. And a safe place means that the enemy, Josh, had, had, had fortified his presence in your life by hiding behind your thought life that developed into habits. If you want to know where the enemy is, if you're looking for him in your marriage, he's on the other side of your habits. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Glory to God. Are y'all with me right now? Are y'all with, I've been gone. I'm back. Hey, man. I'm back. Hey, I'm back. I'm back and I'm fresh. Hey, man. I'm fresh. I'm fresh like I just got a fresh line. Although I don't have no hair, I'm fresh. Hey, man. Glory to God. I'm revived and everything. I'm ready. Dion, I'm ready. Hey, man. Glory to God. If I want to find out where the enemy is, he's on the other side of my habits. He's on the other side. If I want to find out where the enemy is in my finances, I'm going to tell you where he's at. He's on the other side of your financial habits. Come on. Amen. And he knows this. The reason why he cushions himself, he puts a stronghold, he takes, he takes something, and, and glory to God, this whole thing moved. And, and he said it's supposed to. Amen. There it is. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Well, the whole thing. He sets it up between. Come on, first lady, stand up here. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Stand up here right quick. And he knows this here. You're not going to be able to reach me. Come on close. Amen. Glory to God. Stick your hands out. Amen. On the short arms. Amen. You can't reach me. Come on. Stick them out. Amen. Glory to God. Stick them out first, lady. You can't reach me from over there. And we can't get rid of what we can't get to. Come on. Amen. Come on. I don't care how you want to get rid of the enemy in your life and everything else. I mean, we can't. I'm probably going to go over time tonight. That's all right. Go ahead. Let me just go ahead and say that. I'm probably going to go over this clock tonight. Amen. Glory to God. I've been gone. I shouldn't be able to violate it tonight. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. So go ahead and reach out. Amen. Glory to God. So you're trying to get rid of him out of your house, out of your marriage, out of your money, out of your health, out of everything else. When he's saying, no, 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 you're not going to be able to get to me because you won't deal with those thoughts that are in your head. You won't deal with certain thought patterns that I've established to fortify my presence in your life. So watch this. The way I think helps strengthen his presence. He ain't going nowhere, nowhere. nowhere. if I don't deal with this. Mm. Oh, it's quiet. Thank you so much, First Lady. Amen. Glory to God. I don't use her for much illustration, but she was, she was, she was a, a beautiful Vanna White then. Come on now. <laughs> Better than that. Amen. Glory to God. Now, the next definition was the center of a covert operation. A stronghold was the center of a covert operation. In other words, it, it was an in-disguise, undercover operation. His presence in your life is not the thoughts. You can't recognize strongholds by just saying, that's a bad thought. They don't show up with a, with a, with a, with a, with a bad thought tag on them. They don't show up. You know how Miss America show up and he let you know where they're from? I mean, or Miss Universe, they let you know where they're from. They're from Columbia or, or from, from, from America and they had a tag on them. Well, bad thought don't show up with that on them. It don't show up and say bad thought. In fact, it camouflages itself as a thought that you begin to justify. That you begin to say, well, I only think like that because you did this. Mm -hmm. Come on. All right. Glory to God. If I wouldn't have went through this, then I wouldn't think like this. And that's a covert operation where the thought blends in with other thoughts and you begin to categorize it as a good thought. Amen. Amen. Ah, let me move on. Amen. I'm still in a recap. It is the place where human confidence is imposed. It is the place where your experience begin to cut in on what God said. I don't believe in healing because I experienced it. Come on. Although I have. Yes, sir. My faith is not at the mercy of my experiences. I believe in healing because the word said it. Come on, come on. 
So I don't let my experiences cut in on what God say. And if it does, I pray God reveal it, expose it, point it out. See, you got to be willing to get so real with God that you say, God, I just want to be better. Somebody say amen. 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 You got to, if you want him, God is light. And light is going to shine on dark areas. Amen. I need you to shine on areas where the enemy has been hiding. Hiding places. Amen. Watch the next definition. It was proud reasoning stirred by demonic arguments. If the enemy began to argue points in your mind and he began to stir up these strongholds that, that it began to, it, it, it just, it just, it just, it remind you of what happened. And the enemy know that I was there when what happened to you happened to you. So I know that thing is still there. So what I do, I just cause a demonic thought to show up in your head from the end, from me. I will give you a demonic thought that'll stir up that thing that you're hurting from. And now you can't keep friends because you'll run your own friends off Ooh. from a friend that betrays you in your past. Come on. Good. Are y'all with me right now? And God is saying, I have assigned people to your life. I have divinely assigned people to your life. I have brought connections that are from heaven. And now these people can't stay in your life because every time you get you get touched, you get offended, and you run them off because the enemy is sitting back stirring up with the demonic. They don't trust you. They don't love you. They don't want you there. They don't do that. And before you know it, you get all worked up on the inside, and you respond from the enemy. Are y'all with me right now? Am I preaching in this house? Yes, you are. All right. So now that we're done with that, I want you to write down. This is going to be our definition for strongholds going throughout the rest of this message. It's going to be a simplified. All of those were uh, definitions. And this is just going to be a simplified definition of stronghold. Right. Write it down real quick. It is disruptive and destructive thought patterns that are not consistent with the word of God. You're not going to be able to say, I don't, 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 I don't know what a stronghold is no more. I didn't know there was a stronghold. If you don't know the words, you won't know. But the moment you begin to learn the word, you'll be able to recognize thought patterns that are not consistent with the word of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Come on, somebody say stronghold. Stronghold. Watch what the stronghold is. Disruptive and destructive thought patterns that are not consistent with the word of God. Amen. Look at somebody real quick. Just look at them real quick and fix your eyes on them. And with authority, I want you to say this. What does the word say? What does the word say? Amen. Come on, you're not saying it with no authority. Find somebody else. Fix somebody else. Your neighbor ain't want to do it. Look at somebody else and say, what does the word say? Now, that's what you should be doing in your head every time a thought show up. Every time I thought show up, you should say, what does the word say? What does the word say? Because I know what my mind is telling me to do. I know what the thought patterns are telling me to do. You ever heard this saying that I ain't got to be around you. I'll be able to deal with you with a long handle. Glory to God. God don't have a long handle spoon. Ooh, glory to God. I know what you think. I want to keep my enemies as far away as possible. When God's way of dealing, what does the word say? The word says they're so close that they can sit at the table with you. That God prepares a table before you in the presence. Yes, sir. Glory to God. Somebody say, what does the word say? That's what the word says. Glory to God. I don't know what it is. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Lance, I don't know what it is. I'm about to cut everything off in a minute. Amen. You got a Deacon Lewis, amen. Amen, hallelujah. Pray the Holy Ghost if you don't know what you're doing. He'll tell you. 
Amen. Somebody say, what does the word say? What does the word say? I know you've been hurt in your past. Amen. Glory to God. I know people have let you down, have hung you out to dry, have drug your name in the mud, have done all these things, but you can't stop loving and trusting people just because of something that happened. What does the word say? Well, God, I'm going to need help doing this. Come on, somebody say, I'm going to need help. Glory to God. Amen. All right, so watch this. Watch this. I got to bring in disruptive. Read that definition back to me. And it is. Come on, we can read it together. We can do better than that. A stronghold is. Disruptive and disruptive thought patterns that are not consistent with the word of God. That are not consistent with the word of God. That are not consistent with the word of God. Satan's goal is to access, seize, control, mental territory in your mind. That's what we talked about. Our last thought that we left off with last time I was ministering, Dr. King. We're finally done. We, well, we, we, 13 minutes left to stay on the clock, but we bypassing it today. I did all that on the review. Amen. We just reviewed right then. So, so watch this here. It says this. The Satan's goal is to access, seize, and control. Come on, say access. Access. Seize. And control. That's what he wants to do. He wants to access, seize, and control mental territory in your mind. That's what we left off at. Turn to Ephesians chapter 4 real quick. He wants to access, seize, and control mental territory in your mind. He wants to access, seize, and control mental territory in your mind. Ephesians chapter 4. Turn there. Mm -hmm. Access, seize, and control. He wants to get in, take over, and then expand. Listen to me clearly, everybody. Satan is not going to be comfortable with the corner lot that he get in your head. He's not going to be okay with that. I got me a nice little corner spot. Ain't nobody going to bother me. I ain't going to bother nobody. No, if he gets a corner lot in your mind, he's automatically thinking, I want the rest of it. I want to expand. And we're going to find out what exactly does that mean. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26. Verse 26. Watch what it says. You got it? Yes, sir. Watch what it says. Be ye angry and flash out. <laughs> it don't say that? No, sir. All right. Listen to what the scripture is saying. Let, let, me, let me come through and tell you what it's saying. This scripture is really saying this, Lance. I don't have a problem with you getting mad. I have a problem with your anger controlling you. So your anger should not control your behavior. All right? So you can get mad all you want. Listen, I say you can get mad all you want. That's what the words say. The words say that. I'm mad. Yeah, you can be mad. Amen. But watch what it says after that. You remember we said, what does the word say, right? Watch verse 26. Be ye angry and sin not. Let the sun, let not the sun go down on your wrath. So God said, I don't have a problem with you having an issue with somebody else. I have a problem if you let that issue linger. Come on. Listen. And what they did to you does not justify you having, uh, holding on to the issue. Listen, somebody say, what does the word say? But I just need time to process this. God said you got all day. All day. Come on. Married couples, can I help you? You can be mad all you want, but when it's time to go to bed, pull it together, forget them. Well, I ain't going to be able to do that. What does the word say? I know why you can't do it, because the enemy has, again, pushed these thoughts. Let me let the, the wheel up on there right quick. 
hey, I can move it now. He has rolled what happened last time between you and him and said, you're not going to be able to forgive if you don't deal with this. Yeah. You have to deal with the thought patterns that are disruptive. Let's talk to married people for a second. If you married, say, I'm married. I'm married. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Some people didn't say it with enthusiasm, but that's fine. You see it there. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Get to the end of your rope. Tie it or not. Hold on. Amen. Glory to God. That's all right. All right. So watch it. I'm married. Watch it. Married people. Do you remember times when the marriage will just, maybe you remember the times when the marriage just fly high and yeah. it would just be, I'm talking about just you and I, y'all remember that in the marriage? Yes, yeah. The, you remember that you had moments that, that flying moment, all of a sudden the plane just fell out the sky? Mm-hmm. Yes, you had those moments? Anybody? Yes, yeah. yeah. Yes, That's disruption. Okay. It was flowing and something disrupted it. And this definition of a stronghold says it was in your head. Disruptive and destructive thought patterns that are in operation. So what verse 26? 26 ends with this. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Look at your neighbor and say, what does the word say? You don't get to change that, remember. Your stronghold is not consistent with what the words say. So if you have a thought in your head that justify you staying that way, that didn't come from God. Come on. Amen. Come on. What? Are y'all with me? So watch verse 27. Verse 27 says, neither give place to the devil. Now I got to teach. Now, now finally where I want to be today. Now the word place comes from the Greek word topos, T-O-P-O-S. And that's where we get the word topography. Topography, as I talked last uh, 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 session or last time I talked on this subject, that topography is the study of ge- geographical area, areas. It is when uh, you lay out maps and things of that nature. You cover regions and territory. And that word topos in the Greek actually means this. The word place means region, territory, or location. Region, territory, or location. Are y'all with me? All right, come on, say it with me. Say region, region. territory, Territory. or location. location. So the scripture actually says this, Deacon Demetrius, neither give Satan a region, a territory, or a location. It is talking about mental territory. His goal is to get in and then expand his territory in your mind. So what does it mean to expand in mental territory. Turn to Matthew 22 real quick. Real quick. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start this, this. This whole message is built on that right there. Yeah, that's one of these, this one of these lessons, Brittany. You want to take notes on it. One of these things. You know, you have those certain servants that say, God, boy, you spoke to me today on how to deal with them. You to them today. I'm them. It's me. You got it? All right. So. Watch this. Miss Derry is supposed to laugh. Matthew 22. Matthew 22. Matthew 22. I'm telling you, I, I didn't. You know who owns the territory uh, uh, where Ma Louisiana sit on? Uh, not anymore. Master P. He bought the territory. He bought, he bought that land where Ma Louisiana sit on. He bought that. Years ago, but he bought it. But prior to Master P, uh, it was a particular ministry 
um, since I'm alive, I guess I don't want to call any names. There was a particular ministry in Baton Rouge that owned that entire territory. In fact, you'll be riding down Blue Bunny and you'll say, they own all of that? You're talking about the mall. Then when you leave the mall, they've got a state buildings over there. And you say, they own all of that. And then on this side, where they have Ketchum and they have the uh, new hotel and all of that, they own all of that. Then you get down there where the church and the school is, and it's like they own all of that. And by the, by, by the time you know it, you're down all the way to Perkins Road, and you didn't realize they own everything on that entire street. Yes, sir. Sure enough. That's how I was when I didn't think I had strongholds. Come on. Own everything on God just took me through a walk in my mind, and he was like, that's what the enemy set up. So, okay, I got to deal with it. That's what the enemy set up. Over here, too? That's what the enemy set up. Over here, too? Look on the other side. Over here? I was talking about before I realized, I looked around and said, God, I'm surrounded by thought patterns that didn't come from you. Loving, speaking tongues, fall out, give to other people and everything, and I was only good when I was measuring myself against somebody else. Glory to God, that's good like that. Only when I, when, when, I, when, I, when, I went, when I didn't have nobody to measure with, I began to realize, God, I need help. Not only just help, help my head. Watch this, you got Matthew 22? I said, oh, that's getting time to turn there. Verse 36, watch this. Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And this is Jesus responding in verse 37. And he said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God, with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. He said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, and all thy mind. I want you to write down this point tonight. This will be our only point. Everything else is going to be diving into more information about the, uh, the, 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 the territory in our thinking. So I want you to write down this point tonight. It's going to be important. Uh, based on that scripture, it says, True submission, true submission cannot take place without mental cooperation. I don't care how you say I submit to God. Paul wrote it and said it this way. That Israel has a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. If I don't get my mind involved, it won't be true submission. If I don't get my mind involved, it's not true submission. I don't care how much I spend money on you. If my mind ain't in the marriage, then it ain't no true submission to the marriage. Am I right? Yeah, how the song used to be? Your body over here? Yeah, but your mind somewhere else. But your mind on the other side of town? How y'all know that stuff? Do <laughs> you see that right there? That, 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 that's, that's, that's the thing God is saying in this scripture. Watch how he breaks it down. Now, I didn't think he needed to break down, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, and soul. I didn't think he needed to do that because the heart and the mind, the heart, in some scriptures, it means spirit, but in here, it is actually meaning the focus, the will of the, of the soul. It's talking about focus. So I didn't think he needed to bring up the heart and the mind. If you say soul, you cover all the ground. Right. He could have easily just said, love the Lord thy God with all thy soul. He could have easily said that. Number one, he didn't say love him with your spirit. Because your spirit is in love with him because he put that love in your spirit. So you don't have a problem. Look at somebody say, I don't have a problem with my spirit. <laughs> the problem with the other two people, the, the flesh and the soul, is not with my spirit. My spirit cool. My spirit cool. But he said, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, and soul. So write, write down that word heart real quick. And that word heart actually means focus. That's what it means right there. It's talking about your focus. If you're going to submit to God, you're going to have to submit to him with your focus. 
You're going to have to be focused on him. You're going to have to be focused on him. All right. So watch this. He says, give me your focus. And the next thing he says, soul, that word soul is affection. That's your affection. He said, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. That word soul is your affection. It's your emotions. It's, it, it's your workup. It is, it, it is, it is, it is that. Oh, I miss you too. It is, it is, it is that affection. We want to worship without bringing our affections into it. In other words, you look like a robot when you don't have your heart or have your affection or your soul involved. If you're not focused on him, this is what you look like. I love you, Jesus. Thank you for everything you have done for me. You are good. Bless your name. Thank you, Lord. Time to go home. God is saying, no, I didn't make you. It's a choice you have to make. So you're going to have to choose. This is what affection means. You want me. Oh, Lord, I need you. There's nobody else. God said, I know you need me, but do you want me? In the midst of other choices, glory to God, do you want me? Hallelujah. Are y'all with me right now? Let me go a little bit further. The mind, the mind means thought life. It is your thoughts, your thinking. So he says, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart focus, all your soul affection, all your mind thought life. This is what he was saying to him. This is the beauty of worship. He's telling you how to worship. He's not going to make you do nothing. If you're waiting on God to make you do something, you don't know his nature. He's not going to make you do nothing. But he has told you how to get to that place. He says, heart. We pray today's message was a blessing to you. If you are interested in partnering with us or supporting with a financial contribution, be sure to visit our website, www.heavenlyhope.church. And remember, it is our God-given assignment to make everywhere we go look more like heaven. Until next time, God bless.